We're going to talk about a record-breaking investment in broadband for Arkansas, the latest from the WASDE report from USDA, and so much more on today's episode of the Arkansas AgCast. You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Jason Brown and John Nickman. All right, it's Thursday. It's been a while. We're back. We're going to try and make this uh, regular again. It's still cold in here. That hasn't changed. <laughs> I know. I had to go get go get some uh, reinforcements here. This PFG is too thin. Man, I knew it when it was uh, when it was when it started raining this morning. I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be. Well, how about this rain in July? I mean, I was watching a, a, a video about it last night, and it's it's all El Nino, baby. Yeah, uh, Which truly. We reported on. Yeah, we have reported on that. Um, I mean, and 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 James Bryant with KTV pointed out this morning, like the rain we're going to be getting over the next uh, couple of days is going to keep us uh, at a moderate temperature, but it will be humid if it's not raining. Yeah, well, this time last year we weren't getting any rain. Yeah, uh, I have uh, I had just put out some um, uh, spots, some some treatment on the bare spots in my yard. Yep, all that currently is in my driveway now. Mm-hmm. So pretty disappointed in that. Well, uh, but you know, at that. least I'm not running. At least I'm not watering the yard. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I talked to a farmer this week who said uh, they were running their pumps the opposite direction, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it out of there. Now, yeah, it was like, yeah, we've we've been doing pretty good, you know. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, well, it's, it's nice like, when you don't have to run them, but you know, we're wet. You get too much, you, gotta, you gotta <laughs> pump it out. Yeah. Hopefully, the ditches don't fill up. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, really, um, yeah, really, weather has been. Uh, it's been the the highlight for a while. I will probably say that three more times today. Um, I know South Arkansas has been hit. Yeah. Um, we we're we've been checking in on that. Made several phone calls down mm-hmm. yesterday. I think we confirmed that there was some 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 damage down there, really due to flooding. Yeah. This wasn't a wind situation like mm-hmm. we've dealt with here or hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and we may very well um end up providing some coverage on that but um but yeah uh thinking ahead though next week uh officers are goodness gracious officers and leaders in hot springs thank you i appreciate that motivation (laughs) say that again three times yeah no doubt uh i think my brain wanted to say o and l and officers yeah so that's my (laughs) pr brain first reference spelling out you know uh so yeah we've got o and l and hot springs next week on thursday and friday we'll be there we will be there. Yeah. I think the plan is for us to record our show there like we have a tendency to yes, do. Yes, sir. Uh, when we have those opportunities. So uh, we will ask you to be a little bit flexible because based on the schedule, and I know you are very busy, workshops, commodity yes. division meetings, things like that. It's part of the job. Brian is very busy running the entire thing. Um, what, what are you talking about? I'll just be sitting around waiting on y'all to tell me when. Uh, and... Yeah, we will uh, we'll be recording from there. I don't know that we'll do the live thing. 
but we'll record from there at least. Maybe we will. Um, you think we'll have an audience? I think so. Think we'll we generally do have a gathering. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, if you are there and you do see us recording, please stop by and say hello. Absolutely. Uh, John uh, McMahon will be uh, there to sign autographs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, great I think thing about whoop. attendees, you'll get half off on autographs from me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Will your bobbleheads be in by then? Uh, I hope so. We <laughs> yeah. had a little trouble with shipping. That and handling, mail. If not, state convention. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right good. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll have the show out. It'll be out either Thursday or Friday, just depending on how the schedule goes. Mm-hmm. And frankly, we appreciate you being flexible, but we just need to see what we're working with. I have busy, uh, busy time. I've had a dream before that we were doing the podcast on the stage in front of everybody. Oh my goodness! <laughs> how was I dressed? I you know good. that's a thing though with podcasts now. It is. You know, there's these uh, podcasts that have gotten popular whether they're true crime or um whatever i mean they do tours they, they do that's great it's yeah. kind of wild to think about well like are they touring at conferences and stuff or just no like you can literally buy tickets or? like you can for a concert oh, wow. only in a theater type setting yeah. rather than like an arena mm-hmm. and then they sit record the show on the and then have some audience engagement mm-hmm. or whatever well, well, just to be clear, when I say I had a dream, it was a nightmare. So, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, I am, uh, I am in no way, shape, or form advocating for that right now. Yeah. Uh, well, I was so. afraid you were going to say we recorded the show uh, in our underwear or something. Yeah, yeah. No, dreams can be weird. Would, would, wouldn't go there. Yeah. Uh, I lo- so. Y'all remember that commercial where uh, I forget who did it uh, a few years back, but like guy wakes up, comes out. Like Abraham Lincoln and this beaver sitting there eating breakfast, and it was like the, it was a play on you know yeah. how wild your dreams can be or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a mattress commercial, but it was pretty <laughs> pretty hilarious. Just just thinking about how how wild dreams can be. Uh, speaking of dreams, yeah, uh, we're gonna make make your dreams come true Uh-oh. with a delicious burger. Uh, Rock City Week, yeah, a Rock City Burger Week. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that, Danette's that's fan. Sweet. On our team, uh, heads this up July 10th through the 16th, which is Sunday. Uh, you can eat some quite delicious burgers for the cheap, uh, yeah, for a great price and a great cost. Yeah, um, all burgers are uh, nine dollars. Uh, there's a full list of uh, participating restaurants at uh, rockcityburgerweek.com. I thought, I think this is interesting. So, we, we, She's done this the past few years, yeah. I think. And they've got five commandments to Rock City Burger Week. Do they? Yep. Number one, they might run out, meaning the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, there will be a wait. I like that. High demand. Yes. Uh, three, you will tip. Don't go in there thinking, you know, I'm going to get this $9 burger mm-hmm. and skip out of here. Buy a T-shirt uh, while you're there, too. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Oh. Buy other stuff. That's go. that's the fourth commandment. Um, so, buy a drink, uh, buy your friend a burger. You know, yeah. This is this is like a, some chicken strip. A little econ and business marketing, small business marketing one on one. Yeah, right here. It is really isn't low it? supply, high demand. <laughs> here it is. Brand yourself, supply you know? demand. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And then Value lastly, products. sharing is caring. So when you go, take a picture. Tag Rock City Burger Week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, send that out. I think there's a chance to win a PK Grill involved. Ooh. I think you got to have four burgers. 
upload your receipts and you're in in the in the uh, drawing. So we need Matthew to eat four burgers today. Yeah, he's on his uh, he's on a different quest for a grill from them. Uh, in that barbecue passport. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's really making that. his way through that. Thing. Are you? Yeah. Mine's just sitting in my truck, just not being <laughs> checked off. It's not because I don't <laughs> eat a barbecue. I just forget about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do believe he has the official word on all the best barbecue in the state. Oh. And, uh, we have this conversation a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree completely. We don't always see eye to eye. But for the most part, we do. Um, Does it become a heated conversation? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, you know, it's just... I I think we've had this philosophy before where barbecue is either fine or you should drive distances to get it. Like, those are the two barbecues. Um, The one you put me on in Dallas, that's the best brisket I think I've ever had. You know where I sent him? Pecan Lodge. The rest of it was just, you know, middle of the road. It got the job done, but that brisket, wow. Plastic yeah. fort, that's all I needed. Wow, that's amazing. Well, um, let me see here. Oh, for the first 1,000 burgers sold, a dollar each will be donated to the Arkansas Food Bank. Good. Uh, so you're doing some good when you go out and have these tasty burgers too. Uh, and some of, some of the burgers, I just pulled out a few here uh, that stood out to me. Uh, Town Pump has got one, Brave New. Hill Station, mm-hmm. Loca Luna, uh, this place, America Street Foods, that has been gotten a lot of attention here lately, locally in Little Rock. They're out on Highway Ten, and I think this place is actually in a in a gas station, like in a convenience store. Okay, but man, the picture of their burger on on Rock City Burger Week is dot uh, com is is just fantastic. I mean, um, I had a I picked out one. Just based on the description. Okay. And this is this is a little local to me. It's in Sherwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Bennett's is the name of the place. Eaten, if you man. if you've been if you if you're familiar with Sherwood and North Little Rock, it's the old Zafinos on Keel Avenue. Um, but Bennett's is excellent, man. And uh they're they're these it's breaded and deep fried Angus patties. Okay. Multiple. Smoked jalapeno or smoked jalapeno pimento cheese, bread and butter pickles, sweet tea barbecue sauce on a potato bun. You'd have to roll me out of there and take me straight to the emergency room. <laughs> if that, no doesn't, doubt. If that no doesn't doubt. get you thinking about it get lunch, your heart stopped. <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't stop your heart in its tracks. <laughs> uh, that one sounded good to me. Have you have you had a chance to take one of these in? Uh, so yesterday we went to Count Porcula, the top Cantrell in Mississippi. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, burger was good, uh, but I, I don't know if uh, one of my favorite burgers I've ever had, and I grew up eating it. So and, and this goes back to barbecue. Uh huh. Depends on where you're from and what barbecue you're used to eating. Uh, but uh, Craig's and Duvall's Bluff, the DVD. Really, cheeseburger with slaw. Slaw. Hands down. Now, you can get it with barbecue sauce and the sliced beef and stuff like that if you want, uh-huh, but uh-huh. cheeseburger, slaw, that's it. Have it's you ever amazing. done amazing. It's burger? the best thing they have. I, it's I better than not. barbecue. Barbecue's great. Really? But it is the best thing they have. So you've not? No. And and that's where my mind was going with all this because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's coming up with these specialty burgers, but I want to know what is a hard pass on... Do not put that on my burger. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A slaw. 
I like slaw on a pork sandwich, but I don't, I've never had it on a Slaw is weird, though. People either love it or oh, they yeah. don't like it It's at like all. cottage cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love slaw. So a hard pass on my burger. Like, don't put it on there. Man, I don't know that I have. I, I will say this. For all the barbecue I like to eat, yeah. I do not like that. And several places do it their own way. That barbecue sauce. With an onion ring or yeah. or whatever, like I just I don't like barbecue sauce on my burger. I yeah. just don't. Okay, that's no. fair. Um, do I, you have a? I normally do not do not eat jalapenos pretty much on anything. Yeah, because it's just too spicy for me. Call me weak or whatever. Yeah, no, want. no, no. I'm with you. But yeah. sometimes I do. Now the other day I was telling you that mm-hmm. uh, one of my wife's cousin's husband, Fonder, and I'm giving you a shout out. <laughs> cooked us some venison smash burgers and yeah. like the Oklahoma Oklahoma Joe style with uh, sautéed onions and jalapeno, fresh jalapenos on the bottom. Down and on then the bottom, yeah. Put the burger on. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Of course, on the Blackstone, which I need to get one. But yeah, you, you really it was really good. good. That was the one exception. I enjoyed jalapenos, but normally no, no jalapenos. Do you have uh, Do you have a no go? Not really. I mean, it's I've like, tried some. Unusual stuff, but so far I haven't hit one that just like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I try to, I'm pretty tame. So, uh, <laughs> have you ever had a peanut butter jelly burger? Um, I have not. I think a place in, in our, North Bar. In our place has one, North Bar. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Like, I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. There was a place it. in Jonesboro. Uh, Lisa Gotzi had a place that had a burger they called a goober burger, and it was like peanut butter, whole kernel corn, something else, and like like a spicy sauce or something. Hmm. Dude, delicious. Like, Interesting. Well, pizza, I'm the same way with pizza, though. I mean, I, I I need to be the last person you worry about when you're thinking about toppings. Yeah. I mean, it's just I'm kind of good. And we've talked about pizza here yeah. before. but Well, you know, I've done the – like. Big Orange was one of the first ones for me that had all the unusual burgers, and I would do the uh-huh. the fried egg on the burger, yeah, and, yeah. The, and yeah. the truffle burger, and all that stuff. Yeah, and wasn't real sure, but once I tried it, I was like, "Well, it's actually really good." So. I'll I'll take a fried egg on anything. Yeah. BLT Dugans used to put a uh, you could add one to a BLT, uh, like you said, Big Orange with the fried with the egg on a burger, egg on a burger, farmer burger, I think, farmer or, burger. Yeah. yeah, we're giving um, these guys a lot of credit. They're not even doing Rock City Burger Week. Come on. <laughs> You ever well, had a chili cheeseburger? Oh, actually, yeah, I, I sure. revised my answer. Chili. <laughs> it's good, <laughs> okay. but you just won't eat it again. I don't There's want just it. too much. I don't want it on there. No I'd chili actually on take your barbecue burgers. sauce any no, day okay. over chili. chili. Well, that's, that is, <laughs> look, that is, hey, that, you're the one that says it deserves its own place on the menu or it whatever. Does. Like, yeah. let's not start. That like, we don't need to put that on the burger too. <laughs> As yeah. usual, we are going way off the rails, but I yeah. I love the. I would uh, like some chili soup on my burger, please. <laughs> chili soup burger. I I'll do the barbecue brisket bacon burger. I mean, it's yeah, it's really good. There's a couple so. of these burgers. I think the one you had yesterday is, is is made with ground brisket. Yeah. There's another one uh, that's got ground brisket and uh, beef short ribs in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I like I like. There's a ribeye ground ribeye. I mean, I like a burger that's got a a good high quality. Yeah, protein in it. That's not just you know eighty twenty or whatever. You know, you go buy your own chuck roast or something and grind it. That's, yeah, 
compared to like the tube or already ground meat you're getting in the grocery store is just ground up trimmings. Uh huh. So if you go and ground your own chuck roast or something like that, it's going to be a better quality. A better burger. quality. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. I need a meat grinder. That's yeah, what that's what you need. Let me borrow. Um, yeah. <laughs> You don't have one I can borrow. I was going to ask you if you had one I can borrow. You're the hunter here. All I don't right. have all my toys. Well, uh, I guess we will. Um, I have an idea. Yes. What are y'all doing after this? <laughs> I'm eating lunch because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and all this burger talk, I'm assuming you want to go eat a burger? Yeah. Are y'all open? You got time? Are you paying? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. <laughs> all right. If it's free, it's me. Burger, baby. right after this. All right. Y'all be like us and go uh, go to rockcityburgerweek.com. We'll have to pick out a burger. That's the only thing. We'll have to agree on something. And pick out a place to go, and uh, we'll go knock it out after this. Y'all do the same. All right. Because this show is not called the Arkansas Burger Burger Cast, we're going to rock on. Uh, we talked about this a couple times, but USDA is hosting a prevented planting uh, listening session on August 3rd. That's going to be in Stuttgart. I believe it aligns with the uh, Rice Field Day down there. Uh uh, it, it'll be happening uh, in person in Stuttgart at the Rice Research Extension Station uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. So if you're already going to be down there for Rice Field Day, uh, just stick around and go, go to this. Yeah. Uh, if not, please go. It's all focused on preventive planning, um, and this is all input that will likely be implemented or, or considered for the Farm Bill. Yeah. Um, there, there are more meetings than, than just this one in Stuttgart, but uh, I think this is the only one in the state. Uh, but if you want to see more information, more details, the full schedule of meetings, uh, you can visit rma.usda.gov for that, uh, that info. Should be a good one. Yeah, should be. All right, a few highlights from the crop progress report this week. Um, Despite many rounds of severe weather, which we talked about earlier, uh, like wind and hail, uh, corn seems to be holding up well for the majority of the state. Um, USDA reports nearly 70% of the crop is in good to excellent condition, but a quarter remains in that fair column. Uh, Cotton is looking much better uh, than corn, with 80% of the crop in great condition across the state. And most is squared while slightly behind on setting bowls. And when I say behind, I mean the five-year average. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of folks have talked about uh, cotton has kind of been lucky, if if you can say that, because it hasn't, you know, it's it's still got some maturing yeah. to go, some process to go uh, as all the severe weather has hit. Uh, peanuts are doing well. Nearly 75% of the state's uh, acres are looking good to excellent and progressing well uh, also. Rice is doing okay, but we do have a quarter of the crop or so in that fair column. We hope that it doesn't get any worse, likely impacts from the weather here too. Uh, moving on to soybeans, much like the other uh, row crops, weather has taken its toll and only 60% of that crop is in the good here. Hmm. Uh, livestock conditions are also not looking great. I'd love to talk to Jake Cartwright about this uh, to learn more, but USDA shows that 35% or better are in the fair column right now. Like animal um, health? Or? Yeah, I, get, I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, crop quality report, and as livestock is listed, uh, to pile on there, the hay crop is not looking great at the moment, which may cause some issues um, moving forward. Yeah, too. you know, what we were 
when we put out that drought article last year, it was focusing on hay production. Mm-hmm. And even then, they were expecting, and even us were expecting, it would take more than just this year to really recover from that. Yeah. So so I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to talk to him about that and see if he's hearing any any word on the street. And I just want to note, like I said earlier, we, we saw some significant flooding in the southern portion of the state Tuesday night. In some areas, there was a foot of rain or more that fell in a few short hours. Uh, like I said, we've been tracking that. We know there are some impacts to poultry yeah. farms there, uh, likely others. Uh, keep an eye out on our social channels uh, as, as we as we are able to get there, as we're able to talk to folks. Uh, we'll try and give you a closer look at that if if and when it's possible. Man, Southern um, Arkansas is just getting wrecked. Yeah, all that rain has just – a lot of the weather this spring and summer is running yeah. through down there. So, anyway, I think that, uh, that wraps up all the sort of early stuff we've got. Uh, so we're done? Oh, I don't no. think so. Uh, you still got some. This is what happens when we take time off. Boom, we got a big show to bring. Just dusting it off, you know, it's a little tough getting back in the groove of things. <laughs> I know it. All right. Well, how about you uh, get All us right. some news? Get us kicked so, off. So, uh, Arkansas, or Arkansas Forestry is back in the docket today. There have been some serious timber health issues uh, in our news, and our new state foresters' priorities have been set. Uh, nice. Last month, or whenever last time you and I sat here and yeah. chit chatted last on camera. We announced Governor Huckabee's newly appointed state forester, Kyle Cunningham. Cunningham, who will be replacing the retiring Joe Fox after 11 years of service with the Ag Department. Uh, Cunningham has set his priorities going forward in his new role, like I said just previously. In an interview with Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Cunningham said he is focusing on protection uh, of the of trees themselves, but also as people in the state regarding oh. like wildfires. Nice. Uh, of course, wildfires are a big concern for the industry, uh, that's been kind of an issue with how thick our forests have gotten, uh, overgrowth and not enough harvesting of that timber. Uh, so wildfires and uh, invasive species, which I'll get into later in this article, okay, uh, have been pretty uh, serious issues for them to focus on. But also uh, he said that uh, wildfires are pretty serious to us, the citizens of the state. Too. So <laughs> yeah. that's something they've been focusing on as well. We Oregon saw that up in the northeast did. Uh, just a month or so yeah. ago with the smoke. So like I said, invasive species are also a big concern for uh, the forestry industry. Cunningham says that these invasive species are growing in number every year and pose a large threat to the pine, pine industry in southern Arkansas, which is a critical area of business for the region of the state. Mm-hmm. As a state agency, Cunningham believes their role is to provide sound information for the cause of any potential problems, but also information for any businesses that are interested in working in the state of Arkansas. Hmm. So uh, if a sawmill, say, from Canada is interested in entering the state, uh, Cunningham wants to provide that necessary data they need to promote business growth here in Arkansas. Well, I'm sure he uh, finds that forestry business center down there. Yeah, that's uh, uh, a huge step in the right direction yeah, to benefit that, that? that priority. Needless to say, Cunningham has had a lot of, has a lot on his plate as new forester. And setting his priorities has been a very time has been very timely because a needle blight in pine trees across the state has been confirmed. Hmm. It is believed that this is a contributing factor to the health issues being seen in Arkansas timber over the last several years. Discoloring has been reported as far north as Newton County, and yellowing leaves have been reported in hardwoods located all the way down in the Delta. Hmm. Uh, specifically, brown spot needle blight, a fungal disease that causes needles to drop from pines and can stunt growth or kill trees in one of three different pathogens researchers have detected in Arkansas so far. According to the retired state forester Joe Fox, brown spot needle blight is, only one, is the only one 
of the, the those pathogens that can cause consequential damage to the health of a tree. However, such extreme dam- damage only happens when a tree is exposed to blight over several years. Mm. So um, you're not going to see so many mortality rates the first time it gets it, but year after year he's suggesting that you could see sort of some really big consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Blight has also been identified in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, and Louisiana. A very troubling sign for foxes that signs of blight aren't only showing up in older trees, but also now in younger trees as well. Mm-hmm. Michael Blazer, dean of the University of Arkansas at Monticello's College of Forestry, Agriculture, and Natural Resources, says that although the fungus is a concern, mortality of trees has been very spotty. Uh, and I also read that that is the same case in other surrounding states. Okay. They haven't so seen a whole lot of mortality rates. Uh, Cunningham, our new state forester, believes that the underlying issue of ailing trees is due to stress. And he is focusing on what all could be contributing to that specific stress. Stress. He points out that climate is a big contributor, and Arkansas has experienced extreme swings in weather, as we know, uh, such as heavy rains and long droughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, when trees don't have adequate moisture, they have trouble supporting themselves, and this type of stress attracts harmful beetles who further weaken a tree's ability to respond to other hazards. So uh, there's a lot more detail in the article in, in the, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette but uh, just to kind of sum all this up, researchers are going to continue to work on this uh, issue. They're still taking in samples, running tests, uh, but this is going to be a long, drawn-out process. Uh, yeah, so as information like comes on or comes in, we'll, we'll be happy to report here. Yeah, and quite the, quite the challenge potentially to meet the new uh, state forester yeah, at, the, uh, at the door. And also uh, uh, Cunningham and the rest of the department are asking any public uh, citizens to put in comments as well if they see any trees in their yard or on the road, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, I think we're working on trying to get him on we uh, are. on the podcast for a deep dive. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that when he comes on. Yeah. I bet he's pretty busy right now. He's yeah. Trying to... <laughs> I bet you're right. All right. Get in. Some, uh, some great news for those of us still waiting uh, on uh, progress when it comes to connectivity in the state, as we tease at the top of the show. The Department of Commerce's National Telecommunications and, Administ- and Information Administration announced that Arkansas would receive uh, $1 billion to deploy high-speed uh, internet service across the state. Over 200,000 homes and small businesses in Arkansas lack access to an affordable, reliable internet connection. According to a recent U.S. News & World Report, Arkansas ranks in the bottom 10 in the country for internet access And while some grants are already in place to improve broadband, the state broadband office said a billion dollars is a game changer. Of course. I mean, that's a massive investment. Our own Philip Powell spoke to THV on this news, um, and he noted that COVID really exposed this need for connectivity in rural areas. If you've been to a Farm Bureau meeting in the last two years, you know we talk about this almost every time. Uh, Philip pointed out that things – uh, like work from home, telehealth, and other needs that urban areas enjoy are simply not an option for most in rural areas because of those connectivity challenges. Yep. State Broadband Director Glenn Howie said that this grant will help address that issue specifically. He also noted that funding comes from the Biden administration's Internet for All initiative and said that this is the single largest one-time investment in broadband infrastructure deployment in the state. It's huge, man. So it's massive. We hope to see some real change on the ground from this uh, and some real impact, uh, and, and you know, obviously as quickly as possible. It's been an issue for a long time. 
Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we're 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 past not being able to have everybody have access to internet. That's right. That's right. So, anyway, uh, looking forward to seeing the the development there. Of course, we'll continue to follow that. Uh, but right now, let's take a short break from the news to hear a reminder uh, about keeping rural roads safe during this time of year. Arkansas farmers and ranchers work seven days a week. That means when you hit the road, you may be sharing it with farm equipment, especially if you're traveling along rural roads and county highways. Farm equipment moves slower than our pickup trucks and minivans. They may not have the safety lights and turn signals of our family vehicles either. The trucks and tractors moving down the road need extra room to make turns, cross bridges, and move through intersections too. We all get in a hurry sometimes, but it's important that we all stay safe, no matter if we're headed to buy groceries or grow them. So next time you're cruising past a pasture or field, keep an eye out for farmers. They'll be sure to keep an eye out for you too. If we all work together, we can make sure Arkansas is cultivating safe roads. It's so important that we work together to keep each other safe on the roads. You, find, you, may, you may find yourself on the road with a farmer moving hay or driving one on one of the large row crop implements this time of year as well. Let's all uh, be sure to help one another cultivate safe roads. Now let's get back to the news. So, last one for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, Last time I think we met, we talked about some H2A issues. Yes, we did. Yep. So, yep. Um, H2A is back again. In an article last week with the Democrat Gazette, they interviewed Congressman Crawford and a former uh, in Monroe County, John Carroll, about H-2A labor issues. Mm-hmm. So last we met, like I said, we passed on the news with the US, uh, that the U.S. House of Representatives Agriculture Committee formed a 14-member agricultural labor working group to specifically study and develop a report on labor issues mm-hmm. facing the U.S. agriculture industry. For the article, the Democrat Gazette received firsthand information from John Carroll, a real crop farmer in Monroe County, as I said before, on issue he's, as issues he's faced regarding labor, uh, as well as more inf- information specifically from Congressman Crawford, who is the co-chair of the working group, mm-hmm. uh, on exactly what role the working group will play in D.C., given mm-hmm. that they can't change policy or anything like that. Right. Due to the lack of local labor pool, uh, many farmers, such as Carroll, utilize the H-2A visa program. He goes on to mention that the cost of the program continues to increase and the complexities of navigating the program without the service of the th- of a third party is almost impossible now. Absolutely. One of the most unanimous... Uh, across the board. Co- consistent bits of feedback we hear across the board. Yeah. So these were just a, a few of many issues the new Agricultural Labor Working Group will be researching. The working group plans to host roundtable discussions and will deliver reports de- detailing the H-2A labor program's flaws and possible remedies. Congressman Crawford was quoted saying... We're going, to, we're going to have the opportunity to work on something collaboratively and arrive at some suggestions. If the Judiciary Committee is going to write policy on things that affect agriculture, like labor and H-2A, they need to hear from people who have the subject matter expertise. Mm-hmm. The end game here is to make, ser- make sure our colleagues and the committees of authority are adequately aware of the issues that are affecting producers across the country. Yeah. Very well said. Love that spirit. Yep. So Crawford noted also uh, that streamlining the process or requesting labor in order to reduce burdens on farmers needed to be addressed as well. If we can identify three to five areas that we we all agree on, so he says, then those are the three to five things we want to focus on and try to change for the better so farmers can get through the process as quickly as they can 
and be able to employ these folks that they need to keep their operations going. Mm-hmm. Lastly, Arkansas Farm Bureau's Executive Jer- Director Jared Yates applauded the House Agricultural Community's decision to create the working group. He was quoted saying, We're hopeful the group's work will result in a streamlined and simplified process to leverage the labor force necessary to provide for American families and beyond. Arkansas farmers and ranchers will benefit greatly from having Congressman Crawford leading the effort and serving as a voice for the state's ag industry. So very well said. Yes. I mean, all this is in a very you know, right direction. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going to come of it. Uh, we're working on these issues as well here at Farm Bureau. Clearly, Jared is on top of it as well. Uh, and we're excited to see what comes of it because this is something that really needs to be fixed. And if, and if you're watching or listening to this show and you don't own a tractor or a single uh, acre of farmland, I can tell you this matters to you too because the this labor yep. is exactly how the food gets to your table. And yep. uh, take soybeans, for instance. No, you don't put a plate of soybeans out, but uh, every time you cook or serve chicken or you know some sort of animal protein i mean all that came from yeah we're all part of agriculture one way or another I mean, yeah just for exactly. example growing up in high school i would pull levy gates or put or put in levy gates or work on the farm during the summer kids aren't doing that anymore yeah and people yeah. aren't well, moving to rural areas cause this problem yeah you I just mean, left I, you know I, things change <laughs> i guess put me on the spot here but p- kids aren't doing that anymore and people aren't looking to right do that manual labor so the H2A program gave them gave farmers an opportunity to find more labor. That's right. And a bigger labor pool. But this program has gotten so strenuous and complicated that it's hard to even navigate. And the cost of it is getting more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. Like I've said on the show many times, that it's going to get to a point of something that changed that it's going to start pricing people out of business. Yeah, exactly. And and and, and if and you like to eat, you want your farmers to stay in business. If you like to wear a shirt. Yeah. You know, if you, you know. live in a house. So. You know, all that stuff matters. So this this matters to you, too, um, like I said, even if you're not a farmer. All right, let's round out today's show by taking a look at the latest WASDE report from USDA. Uh, it only seems fitting considering the weather has been uh, the headline in Arkansas Ag for what seems like months at this point. Yeah. Um, all right, for our non-farmer friends, I don't know why. I just feel like, you know, I'm driving that point home today. But if you're a, if you're a non-farmer and watching or listening to this show, a quick debrief on the WASD report. Uh, that funny-sounding word is actually an acronym for the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. It's released monthly and gives annual forecasts for supply and use of uh, U.S. and world commodities. Uh, it's in- integral uh, to marketing decisions for yep. farmers and traders. Uh, and, yes, uh, we are talking about supply and demand. Absolutely. Uh, once again here. So in the latest report, we see that uh, we see a three, almost a three and a half percent increase in U.S. corn acres over the February forecast, but soybean acres have fallen by nearly five percent uh, over that same forecast. Mm-hmm. The corn crop looks really strong with 94 million projected acres in the country, the third largest since the 40s. Soybeans, on the other hand, are down under 85 million acres this year. Uh, we'll provide a little bit more context to that here in a second. Uh, rice and cotton both saw increases over the February uh, forecast. Rice is up 7.5% uh, and cotton up nearly two percentage points. We relied on some great reporting from Mary Hightower at the U of A Division of Ag for uh, some of this reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had some comments from Hunter Byram, a name familiar to us here at 
uh, Farm Bureau, of course. Doing great work. <laughs> yeah, really, truly. Uh, Hunter said the corn acres in Arkansas largely followed the U.S. trend here with just under 900,000 acres, which is 80,000 more than we saw in the March planting intentions report. Okay. Uh, soybean acres in the state are down nearly 300,000 acres from last year mm-hmm. and down 150,000 acres uh, from that same March planting intentions report, okay. uh, according to Byram. So uh, corn is up, soybeans are down. According to reporting, peanut acres are projected to be up over last year, but still on par with the March intentions report. Rice acres are up over last year and up over the March report as well. Uh, of course, these numbers had an impact on markets, uh, as to be expected. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this report and provide updates as future reports are released. Now that we look at stocks, we start to kind of start to overlay that with quality, yeah. and that's where you get some ground truth, yeah. I'll say. Um, so that'll be important in how that um, impacts the market. This is going hand-in-hand hand with what we've seen, what we saw in the beginning of the spring. Of, like, you look at a country like Brazil that – having a bumper corn and soybean yeah. crop of this year that and i think i just saw an article this past week that said they're going to surpass us and maybe i don't know if it was grain corn, specifically or is it corn exports corn when we went to that um ag business summit at, at arkansas mm-hmm. state in february they they were projecting that brazil would take over yeah the u.s's corn production for so the first time i'm interested in seeing what that all how that all folds out what does that mean for the world market what does that mean for the u.s right you know will that trend continue will, will brazil continue to increase its production and will ours continue to decrease and does that change with i mean that was early you know does that change with some of these projections you know a corn looking yeah. up on the on the overall scale i think a lot of it depends on what farmers are getting the most you know profit or revenue out of mm-hmm. what are the best prices so I, i'm going to plant corn if it's going to cost me less to grow it, and I'm going to get a better price for it and a better return than I am for soybeans or yep. rice or whatever it may be. But there's other factors, of course. Oh, input know, costs. How, input how costs, does input cost kind of impact? You have yeah. And, but so. we saw people last year back off corn because input costs were mm-hmm. so much. Or, yeah. And rice, you know, impacted by that too. So, yeah, so much that plays into that. But anyhow, well, that wraps us up. That is a show. And I've, what we – we immediately started passing back and forth articles before we got down here. Yeah. This show was in the can, and we started passing back and forth articles for next week already. So there's a lot going on right now. Always. Yeah, <laughs> truly. <laughs> just, it just seems to get busier and busier. But that's that's the nature of the job, and I'm happy for it. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's see if we can satisfy your demented. Uh, better be uh, demented. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like where Torture. you're going with this stuff, yeah. you know. Uh, anyway. I can't. Do it. it is time for another episode of <laughs> Yes. He brought it back. Uh, uh, we need a different one for supply and demand. I think we have worked our way into a sounder for supply uh, supply and, supply and demand. I'll work on one of those. Uh, <laughs> so you guys asked for for pop culture stuff. So yep. I feel like I'm taking it easy on you guys this week, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, to be fair, he asked for movies, I asked for music. True. <laughs> so I combined them. <laughs> oh, oh, great. So, Musician? Ooh, Dwight Yoakam. Is he? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he acts a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> uh, just stop. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I happened to be driving home the other day and and I uh was listening to some David Bowie mm. and um listened to a one of his popular tunes. Yeah. This tune was remade in the nineties, the late nineties, by Jacob Dylan mm-hmm. and his band. Mm-hmm. Um which would be the wallflowers. The wallflowers. Very yep. good. All right. So, um, can you think of what tune I might be thinking of? Because it was it was uh, on a movie soundtrack. Yeah. What was the movie? To think of or is that the next question? That would be part of the next question. Yeah, so. yeah I'm not going to get this. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, I can't think of the name. You're song. the musician. All right. I know. So I'll I, go ahead and I give mean, you the tune. Okay. Um, it was Heroes. Heroes, yeah. All right. So, so you know what movie, movie yeah. might that have been featured in? There's music video and all that kind of stuff. It was 1998. Matthew Broderick. I can see the cover of the movie. Which one's Matthew Broderick? I can't. Be, <laughs> Ferris I know the name, Bueller. But, yeah, oh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Uh, Bueller. Oh, Godzilla. Can you remember who had a big TV now. campaign for that? Taco Bell. Uh, Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah. yeah, the little little chihuahua. chihuahua. Yeah. Yokiero. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's that, that, that was my favorite. All that was, nostalgia uh, came back. And we, uh, me and my kids, we'd walk around the house going, here, lizard, lizard. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that's time. right. That's what it was. I can remember watching that on our tube TV. Yep. Sitting in the installed floor right. eating pizza or talking um, about I probably watched that movie 10 times. I thought that, <laughs> I thought for whatever reason, I thought Green Day also had a song on that count soundtrack. I, but they, I think they do, but. I, I, not that I'm saying. Well. Anyway. That said, that Jamiroquai though, yeah, Jamiroquai. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know the guy that plays um, like the the leader of that little army regiment or yeah, group. Yeah, he always plays like a Russian character. Yeah, he's right. one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's very good. He also very plays uh, the devil in uh, Constantine. Yeah, that's another yeah. good role he yeah. plays. Some other ones. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm going. I'm going off. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that got me thinking of other, you know. Summer blockbusters because we are in the summer. We are in the summer. So uh, Indiana Jones is out now. Which Mm -hmm. have you seen that by the way? I didn't see the last one. Okay, or the one before that. No, I haven't seen that one. But I'll tell you, we so you know, you guys know we were just down at Disney and went to Hollywood Studios, and they still have the Indiana Jones show that you can watch. Did you ever see? No. Oh man, it's alive. Yeah. It's like a 30-minute show where they do all these stunts and yeah. power techniques or whatever. That would turn into a little kid right. again. So we were there the day that the new Indiana Jones came out. Okay. And so they were kind of pumping it up. And uh, my seven-year-old, uh, all she wants to do is watch Indiana Jones. We were at the lake this weekend, <laughs> like the theater there. Were showing. She's like, Dad, plays at 3.30. I'm like, no way. We can't do that. You're not You're not an Indiana Jones level That's yet. Right. Oh. Um how to make exception for the little town. <laughs> well, well I, Tony Pepperoni, he, he wouldn't Tony really know what he's saying right now. Yeah. yeah, I did see it. It was good. But um, I was wondering if you guys knew who the original Indiana Jones uh, selection was. It wasn't Harrison Ford. Oh, so like who they, they initially... They had chosen original... They had chosen an actor and... Who were some of the big actors? Well, I was trying to up. think of what year... Um, I'm trying to think of what year that first one was. It in the 80s? 88? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, was it 83, 82, 83, somewhere around there? 
in maybe even 84. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, or, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, I can see where you go with some of that, but uh, no. Um, no. Chuck Norris. Uh, no. <laughs> I know what I'm thinking no. about. Um, some some of the choices they had on the list, I was like, oh my gosh, that would have been terrible. You don't pick but, Chuck uh, Norris. Chuck Norris picks For you. some reason, Nick Cage is sticking out to me. No, no. too early for he, believe it or not, he was chosen to be Superman. Yeah, it's too Really? Should yeah. talk about that. Huh. Uh, would you believe Tom Selleck? Tom, Tom Selleck is Indiana. He was the original Actually, choice. He was the, the original mustache? choice. Yeah, the, the top choice, I would say. He was the top choice and would have was done Was he it. too busy with Magnum P.I. or something? He was under contract with CBS, and they would not allow him to, really? to get away to film. So huh. um, I'm glad they, that worked out. And yes. I think it worked out yes, the right way. Thankfully. Yeah. It it worked out better. And I think everyone agrees it yeah. worked out better. But uh, you know, man, what an action hero Harrison Ford turned out to be. Yeah. Matthew, Indiana Jones series. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Oh, he, he's, he wavering. Gets a wavering he's wavering sort I, of I think like, it's because of some of the the originals later. Yeah. The, there's yeah. three originally, right? Yep. And then they started making yep. these. Uh, yep. These whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't believe Harrison Ford and, could even do that. No, this new one. Uh, I haven't watched the new ones. And the original I three, I'm a huge for fan. It. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't care. I love them all, so it's all good. And yeah, there's definitely ones that are better than others, but I still like them. Yeah. So um, I did have one more, and I'll since we're on summer blockbusters, I figured it'd be fitting to end with that. But mm -hmm. Back to the Future. Ooh. Oh. Speaking my language now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then you probably already know. This well, will be an easy know. one for you. Uh, Huey Lewis. <laughs> it's not music. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but uh, Marty McFly uh -huh. um, wasn't originally Michael J. Fox. Really? So that hurts my feelings, actually. Well, I figured it might. Yeah. So who do you think was the original Marty McFly? Was it Ferris Bueller? Uh, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> nope. Mm. I thought you guys would get this one. So. Uh, that's another one of those, like, who was hot in the, yeah. you know. Well, well, I think the first one came out in 89. Yeah. What's yeah. his name that played Luke Skywalker? Mark Hamill? Nope. No? He would have been a little too old for it. A little too old? Yeah. yeah. Um... We're killing Matthew. Yeah, he's he's dying over here. Uh, Eric Stoltz. Who's that? Okay, help me. Redhead guy. He he was in several movies, but he was more of a method actor, and he was very serious. So yeah. when he when he came on set to do it, he he acted very well. But he took he was too serious with the role, and they needed it a little more comedic, which I think we can all agree that's what Michael J. Fox brought to it. So. He was in what some kind of wonderful and well, my, yeah. You'll you'll see. You've you've seen him in several things. But anyway, Poor I found J. it Fox, fascinating. Man, if he if he wouldn't have had what Parkinson's is what he yeah. what he has. Yeah, and that really sidelined his career. Yeah, I still I still want to watch that movie. That's yeah, out there that documentary. That. I hadn't so, watched that yet. Uh, he started apparently like he filmed for six weeks. He did, and then they're like, you he did, go. and it just it just wasn't working. So um, interesting. You know, uh, side note, high school. Early college, um, I was accused of being a little bit too much like 
Michael J. Fox I, from you know what? Family I knew ties. you were going to say that. Did you wear life jackets to the school? I wore jackets and I carried a briefcase. So uh-huh. uh, I was a little bit of a nerd. But. Well, I, I mean, thinking back on that, I still have buddies that talk about his truck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the oh, truck. I mean, I, that. That's probably why people like Toyota Tacoma so much. I wanted yeah. that Other truck. I wanted his girlfriend. You know, it was. Yeah, I mean, I you wanted know, to be the Marty fly, So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that would be a compliment to me. He was yeah. in Pulp. Uh, Eric Stoltz was in Pulp Fiction and some other stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Butterfly Effect. Yeah. Some other he's, stuff. he's been in a lot of stuff. So Yeah. Anyway, anyway. That's, that's what I got for you. All right. Well, uh, those are pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed that, that yeah. personally. Um oh. Those what? are more fun than trying to figure out riddles. <laughs> <laughs> That's very creepy. <laughs> That's very creepy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> was that an effect? That was an effect. Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Little little creepy so laughter got a helium there, so, balloon yeah. back there. Oh, man. And to be clear, that was an accident. So <laughs> I do make mistakes here, okay. people. Okay. okay. So. That's a lot. Hey, that's what happens when we record live. <laughs> Like, yeah, we are live. Here comes, fun a, here here comes a <laughs> Chucky question or something. <laughs> like, <goodness. laughs> All right, well, uh, that's a good way to, to cue us out. That wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for following along with the Arkansas iCast. We're grateful for you taking the time to watch and listen. Remember, you can catch new episodes of the show every Thursday afternoon. Find video episodes on Facebook and YouTube. Listen to the audio version on iTunes or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe and leave us a review when you have a few extra minutes. That's right. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau. I'm Jason Brown. I'm John McMinn. And we'll see you next week.